Hello. Hey, guys. I think we found a winner. Um, so I was debating on which microphone I was going to use and record with. And initially, it was going to be the... Um, let me put a little more gain on it. No, oh, perfect. Initially, it was going to be the ATR, ATR uh, 100, which sounds great in a treated space. But now I'm seeing that I think I'm going to record in the garage. And it should give me a completely different feel for everything. I think it's going to be pretty enjoyable. So I'm going to use this moment as kind of like a pre-podcast before the podcast. Uh, today, it's a Sunday. I just went for a nice, long, leisurely walk. And uh, it was pretty good. I even had, the, I even had a chance to write a poem. Um, I might share it with you guys. So, I don't know why. Well, let's do, 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 do. So, I went for a long walk today. Um, today's Father's Day. I don't know what day. I'm not big in holidays, but I love gifts. So, that is the Leo in me. But anyway, so I woke up around six o'clock. I had kind of a rough night, slept hard. I usually up by four, but that's whatever. Woke up at six, washed my hair, and decided to go for a long walk. But what I did different with this walk that I don't do in most of my other walks is that I decided to go without my phone and headphones. And something really interesting happened. And I'm going to explore this more, start working out more with no music, no nothing. David Goggins said it, and I was like, he's a crazy person. But anyway, so I go to start walking, and I realize that my body, my mind is actively rebelling against me going for this walk. It's telling me like, well, what the fuck are you going to do while you go for a walk if you don't have music in your phone to distract you? And so for the first, damn, good quarter mile, all I could think about was my phone and headphones, and I don't want to do this, it's going to be boring. But I kept going, and as I kept going, something really interesting happened. I started uh, writing a poem in my head, and while writing the poem in my head, I kept repeating the lines over and over and over until I started to get them. Now, the only other time that I've done this in the past is when I used to work at UPS, and I was, um, I just had an epiphany, working at UPS, pushing and pulling boxes, and um, I had to recite the lyrics there while I was doing that because I didn't have the chance to write them down. And eventually I was able to memorize my raps. Well, now I'm able to do that again. But I noticed that they're both tied to some sort of physical exertion. I have to be in motion for me to be able to memorize things. I can't be sitting inside. So my body needs physical activity. But this is the poem that I wrote. Evaluating my, how you're going to win when you're not right within. I evolved from my hand to my mind to my pen, evaluating my sins as the ledger keeps growing. Father, would you forgive if the sinner stays knowing? Who is you hoeing? Think twice. Infinity's in the loop. I'm that nice. On a mic device, I perceive as my vice. My glucose is crawling. Stay away from the rice. Proteins and vegetable greens know what I mean. You are what you eat. So I'm living like a king, evaluating my screen, threw away my PlayStation. My wife, she said, why? Needed me a vacation. FOMO, you fear missing out. Oh, no, no seeds of the doubt. D-O-N-Y, 
Destiny needs your intervention. My intuition tells me that life is nothing but an intermission. And if the devil comes knocking, I'm bringing ammunition, proverbs, and psalms. I'm King James with poems. Whew, I'm getting hot. Whew, I'm getting warm. So that's what I was, I just memorized that. You know, I don't think I'm going to write it down. I think when it comes to my raps now, I'm going to go back to keeping them in the old noggin and seeing how that goes. It's really interesting technique. And I think it loosens up your pen. A lot of newer artists I know say the same thing that they don't write down their lyrics, but it comes from a different place. It comes from a place of laziness as opposed to discipline. But that's a different subject for a different day. I always feel very strange or kind of weird sharing my art to people. Uh, it's something more intimidating about music to somebody because it's way more personal. You feel like you have to give more of yourself when you um, decide to do something musically. And it's a little bit intimidating, honestly, because you're bearing your soul and then you're bearing your soul and then allowing people to judge your soul afterwards. That's what music feels like to me. And I don't like it, but I'm getting better at it. I'm getting... I remember I read a Chinese horoscope a long time ago. I know, I know what y'all are about to say. Donnie, you keep jumping around. I do. That's kind of my thing. That, that is kind of my thing. I always jump around ADD-ish. I'm trying to do better. But anyway, um, I forgot where I was at. Oh, shit. I really forgot my thought. I might have to like pause this and come back to it. So, rapping, okay, so I was talking about rapping, and I was talking about, oh, fuck, I really forgot, I really forgot what I was about to talk about. This is really going to bug me. Anyway, I really like this mic, the Shure SM7B. Y'all really want to know what stories I'm about to tell you, don't you? I really don't remember, like, in all honesty, no clue what the story was about. That I was going to tell you, because I went on, I chased that squirrel, that brain squirrel. So I'm gonna have a guest over for tonight's podcast. Gotta see when she's gonna get free. We're gonna talk about two subjects. One subject will be um, you are what you eat, you know, uh, both from a food standpoint and a mental aspect. And then the second question will be. Who would you date long term? And just talking a lot about not being able to change people, thinking that you have the ability to do so. Ooh, that's a tall, tall task. Most people are not up and ready for it. Um, I think this mic sounds phenomenal. I'm going to go out maybe today in the next few moments and get a stand of some kind. I wonder... Uh, no, this stand wouldn't really work for this thing. No, it really wouldn't. Let's take a playback of this. Hold on. Hey, what's going on? Let's turn this foolishness off. And we'll bring this a little bit closer. So we'll probably need uh, slightly different chairs. But it comes in pretty good. Let's see if I can um, sit back, bring this a little bit closer once again. 
and direct it right towards me and we'll see if that picks up and I actually think it is alright so just adjusting some levels again so just so you guys know I've um, we'll take the spit guard down went back and started using the Shure oh, it went out a little bit the Shure SM7B I'm out in my garage I think this might be my permanent setup I really like it and enjoy it gives me a chance to do to be outside I might still have to get a little closer let me check the waveform uh, there we go so I might have to still get a little bit closer or find out some type of alternative to it because it's definitely not picking up unless I set up a little bit higher but the fundamental setup is good I like it I enjoy it um, so going back to the story that I was going to tell you guys before about the, um, yeah, I might have to get some kind of boom mic, but it works-ish. Uh, the story I was going to tell you guys before about uh, Chinese horoscope. Chinese horoscope is, um, it's, was, I was born on the year of the dog. And so it was just basically telling me that I age in reverse. Hey guys, I'm back. I decided I'm just going to unscrew my mic and that's going to drive some people crazy. I decided that I'm just going to um, pick up where I left off on the last one. Let me check the levels Check the levels real quick. I think it sounds pretty good. All right. So this is kind of episode 2.5, deal three. Uh, of I'll tell you my name later. Uh, I can't remember the day, and I can't remember the topic. I can tell you that I woke up pretty early today. Same same old, same old. Um, four o'clock. Didn't sleep all that great, but still managed to get in a few kicks on the good old bag. I'm learning. Oh, I've been doing movie tie kicks, but I'm learning how to progressively ease into. It's like a flow of a switch kick. It's pretty much where you go from left to right. Well, yeah, so your left leg is your lead leg. You have it in front, and then, you know, you have your more powerful leg in the back. Well, then you switch real quick to your right leg and pop. But I'm getting pretty good, not bragging, but definitely um, way further along in this martial art than I thought I was ever going to be. So I definitely would tell you guys not to give up on anything that you want to do. That is the end of my inspirational speech. I guess we can kind of get into the podcast I told you guys earlier that um, what some of the subjects were going to be um, one was which would you choose for a spouse long term spouse would you choose a good credit and bad sex or bad sex and good credit now I don't want to put my own thoughts on that I want you to think about this as the episode goes on. Which of those um, two things would you pick in a partner? I don't really know how much the answer says anything about you, whether good or bad as a person. Uh, it might. So funny enough, we had a, a, a talk in my, at my job about love languages. I believe the five love languages are... Words of affirmation. Uh, is it gifts? We have um, 
acts of kindness, time, quality time, and touch. Mine, if you can't tell by how much I like to talk, is words of affirmation. I was joking around the other day that you can pretty much blow smoke up my ass. And I'll know you're blowing smoke up my ass, but I like it. So I will let you have a pass. And it's just me. I'm definitely, that is definitely my button. How did we get on this? Okay. Oh, good credit, bad credit, good sex, bad sex. The answers have really been really interesting. So far, most women answer in a similar fashion. Most of the women will say they'll prefer good sex and bad credit in a partner. And then when I put the stipulation on, well, be under the assumption that you cannot change this person, that this person comes to you as they are and that's who they're going to be. And there's a low probability they change because most of the women I talk to, the first thing they say is, well, you can fix bad credit. Never say that they can fix bad sex, but but on the flip side, most of the guys say that they uh, would put, choose the good credit, bad sex. Now, the most interesting part that I found is the cheating aspect. All the guy, all the girls, said that if they didn't have the good sex, they would eventually cheat. And all the guys said they would choose the bad sex if they had the option to cheat. So it's interesting. On the surface, the the lady's answer sounds more selfish and childish and less mature than the male answer. But I'm starting to question that. Um, So it's just an interesting thing to hop around in your brain with. I've really been trying to, and now I remember what the next topic is. Media consumption. It's raining out here. I'm in my garage. It's actually pretty fucking chill. It's 6.50 um, in the morning. Anyway, media consumption. I was uh, taking a, a TNCC class last week. It was a trauma class for emergency room nurses. Um they actually, it was pretty, I said, um, again, it was actually pretty cool. I liked it a lot. But while I was sitting there, I was eating some, some nuts. Doom, doom, and uh, I was thinking about the phrase, you are what you eat. And then it really hit me. How do we know that that was even meant to mean food exclusively? Because that, that, that thought of you are what you eat goes into so many different things. And the one that I'd be, it's all media consumption, books, music, uh, and movies, the news, reality TV shows. Uh, a really good example that I brought up about reality TV shows is um, it, well, not even reality TV shows, media and anxiety. I'm always going to go back to anxiety because I personally had a very, had and have actively working on it, getting much better high levels of anxiety. I'm coming to root and understanding why that is now. But in dealing with anxiety, have you ever watched a video, a cringe video perhaps, and um, you see somebody about to get kicked in the nuts? You know how it makes you feel or they're about to get attacked by the bear, by a bear. 
um, um, attacked by a bear. I was looking at a text message from my boy Blake. What up, Blue? Over in uh, Laporte. He, I met him when I was um, in a place called the Oxford. You hear a lot of tales about that. But back to media consumption. You see somebody get kicked in the nuts. A cringe video. How does it make you feel? You know how you feel that underlining kind of angst, anxiety. All right. So same when you're about to watch somebody get jumped and they're just getting beat up and mollywopped. You still feel that angst, that anxiety kind of pumping through you. Well, so I come to think about it. If you're constantly feeding yourself that through news, because you watch the news, you see these world things, and they, you know, there's wars over here, wars over there. More than the human brain is really supposed to absorb. Uh, you see hate crimes. You see Trump. You see Trump. Um, you see all this upheaval. Then you go watch t- uh, reality TV shows, and they're fighting amongst each other. You're seeing people fight, so it's causing. So what I'm trying to say is, you're consuming all this media, and it's giving you a low-level state, a constant state of anxiety. It's subclinical, right below the surface, so you can't really feel it. I mean, you can, but you you ever sit there and just like, I don't know what's wrong. Try just for a second being of the moment, being present with what's actually happening in front of you. Put the phone down. Uh, Just turn off the TV. Don't feel that you have to fill up every moment with something. The human brain isn't designed that way. Your body's not designed that way. You're made to have rest periods. Just think about it. If you take away technology, and the only way that you could get news per se was a guy who runs back and forth telling you all the news. Imagine this guy knocking at your door every single day, telling you nothing but bad news every day. You really don't think that would have an effect on you, a long-term effect, a long and a short-term effect? I do, and I've noticed it. I really started to notice it when I was going through a a stage of depression. Anxiety and depression generally go together. I don't know if that's from any book, but I said it. Um, Really depressed, staying in in that small apartment in the Oxford, making $13 an hour. That's back when I was working $13.65. $13.65. My rent was $613. I remember, because it was like, it was a nickel and dime in it. And I was just so depressed, so down, drinking in this little apartment. Um, no money to go out. I was with a, um, a light company that was just killing me. Uh, I think it was like 25 cents a kilowatt, which is really high. $200. I mean, I was just, man, so I'm sitting there hot, sweaty. Got this old computer, and on this old computer, I'm watching people I grew up with on Facebook. And man, their lives look great. Man, their lives look fucking great compared to the shit I'm dealing with. I'm literally in a roach-infested apartment. Car would break down on me. The, The back seat, the back windows wouldn't even go down, man. So in sweltering summer heat, at this this job that I had, I had to ride around the city. Sweating, hot, man. Man, that fucking shit was whack. Then you get on Facebook and everybody's lives is fucking awesome. That shit will wear you down. 
That shit will wear you down, man. It wasn't until I stepped away and said, man, fuck that shit. And I started moving forward with my life. P. Diddy said something really powerful a while ago that if you have if you're busy hating, you don't you're not doing enough. He's right. Find you some shit to do. Find you some shit to do. And um, do it, man. That's how I started doing Muay Thai and, and working out and all that kind of stuff. And I started, and I had some YouTube channels that I, I would look at uh, about all kinds of different stuff. Some political, some about, you know, dating and things like that. And there's so much negative shit out there, man. There's so much negative shit out there. It just will eat at you. Um, let's let's move on a little bit. I took another note. I was reading this comic book. I think it was X Men. X Men. Ah, uh, man. I wish I could tell you which one. It's not the House of M. It's something new. I'm trying to get back into comic books to take a take a little downtime. But anyway, there's this woman who's she has a mutant ability to be reborn with the, all her previous knowledge. So every time she goes through the life cycle, she retains all the information. So it's kind of like time traveling. It kind of is time traveling. But she has to start from baby, baby. Um, there were some twists in it that I didn't foresee. Like, that you might not enjoy it as much. And you would think to yourself, well, why the fuck wouldn't I enjoy it? Here's a good example. Think about the first person you ever fell in love with, right? Not only the first person you ever fell in love with, think about the first person you ever fell in love with and got played, right? It's a horrible, horrible feeling um, that we, every human on the planet has felt at one point in time in their life. It's the most gut-wrenching thing you can experience, right? We all know that. But before that moment happened of the heartbreak, the part where you experience love, Love is great. No matter what people say, the, the entire, it feels amazing to be loved by someone and for someone to love you. Even if it doesn't play out and work out, they are good memories. They are really good memories of uh, the moments. But if you were reborn and born again, would you want to go through that last part of the pain? Now, and would you, would you pursue the relationship? And would you even be able to allow yourself to fall in love with that person again, knowing what lays at the end of it? And so if you choose that, well, number one, you're not going to enjoy it. You're not going to enjoy it. And I think that's what happens to people as we get older with dating. You see where I'm going with this? When you're younger, you don't have, you don't know what the end of the road's going to look like for dating. It's all fun. Because you have no negative experiences to draw from. But the older you get, you have a lot more negative experiences to draw from. A bigger bank. And you'll see things um, in somebody that you've seen in somebody else. And you're like, oh man, I know where this ends. And so you start to stop enjoying it. You really start not feeling a, the same about... Um, 
you start feeling the same about the moment. And that's tough. It's a tough thing uh, for anybody to handle. Yeah, I mean, so I say that, man, just be free with yourself and be free with others. Um, it'll do you good, I think. Not holding on to that past baggage that you've claimed and walked around with. This particular episode sounds kind of preachy. I don't know if I, I'm really feeling that way. I'm not trying to preach to you or give you a motivational speech. These are really things that I am just trying to learn and discover myself to be, just to be a righteous person. Um, I had some people, some buddies of mine, send me their topics. Some were about the riots, uh, Dave Chappelle's 846 special. Um, I don't, you know, I don't really feel like talking about that stuff right now. I think those are very good talking points and probably for a different type of show. But I I have thoughts, but they're my thoughts and I'll keep them in my head. I'm, lo- I'm looking through notes right now. I really know that's not the most, um, the best way. Some other stuff. Uh, ooh, I wrote something down here about previous dating. And that I suck at it. You know. Uh, I definitely wasn't the best. And I'm looking back at all my earlier relationships. Really realizing that they were kind of chaotic. In nature. And I wonder if sometimes that lives. Inside of me. Always wanting to burst out. Because is that the normal. For me. Is that what happens to a toxic person. They get exposed to the toxicity for so long. That that's who they become. I don't know. It does sound that way, though. It definitely does sound that way. Um, Man, I'm jumping around, but that's how my brain really operates. There's a story that I want to tell you, and I I told this story to a coworker who said she was having a problem with another coworker. I'm not going to tell that story. I'm not going to, but it's about two people that had an issue. And it's about just ha- uh, yeah, just uh, incivility and just tough things that happen on the job. You know, sometimes we all have issues. We all have issues with um, trying to be the, trying to be a particular person at work. For black people, African Americans, whatever you like to call us. We call it code switching. So this is a common problem that I see with people in the workplace is that who you are at home isn't necessarily who you can be at work, right? So when somebody disrespects you or gives you a hard time outside of work, maybe you're more confrontational. Maybe you're louder. Maybe you're more aggressive in how you would respond to that slight. Well, at work, corporate America, that's not really what you can, you can't do that. You have to, you know, keep the email trail and log and play the game and smile in people's faces that you don't necessarily like. Okay. So for some people, that's a really, really tough transition because if they, they feel if they don't respond aggressively, then they're being a punk when that's not, that's not true. They think they're 
I think that being a punk my thing got disconnected. But that's not necessarily true. All right. You're not being a punk. But then they say, okay, so if I can't respond to things the way I normally would, well, what the fuck do I do? Oh, I just won't say nothing. Well, that, that gets you bullied too. Because if you don't stand up for yourself, people will come at you harder. I can't, there was a, a proverb about that, that even a sheep will go after a lion if it's meek. I think that's actually a rhyme. That was actually even a sheep will go after a lion if it's meek. Even if that wasn't one, I just made one up so you can have it. So there's the parable about the snake and the monk. So there was a, um, a snake who lived in a garden. And I might leave the podcast on this if I don't feel like talking. I need to study for this research class. There was a snake that lived in the garden. And um, the snake was treacherous. It was evil. It would bite people. Uh, not a friendly snake, right? So there were some boys that were like, that were, um, I'm trying to stay too, that were telling, that would, you know, in fear of this snake. Like, oh, fuck that. Fuck that snake. Fuck that snake, B. You know, they didn't want nothing to do with the snake because it would bite them because who wants to touch a biting snake? Anyway, so the monk is starting to walk into the garden and the boys are like, no, no, don't, don't do that. You know, you'll get fucked up by this snake. Mark's like, man, fuck that snake. I don't worry about no snake. All right. I got some spells and shit, monk spells. That's going to fuck the snake up. So they're like, all right, man, whatever. So he goes in there. Snake comes. Ah, I'm a snake. And he's like, well, chill out, man. Hits him with the mojo. Tells the snake, you're not going to harm anybody. Snake's like, damn, ain't that a bitch. So the boys come like, hey, look at the snake. He's not doing anything. The snake's like, oh, shit. I remember what the monk said. So the, the boys progressively, they, every day, get closer and closer and closer, beat the snake up, and then to the point where they beat the snake almost to death. Well, the monk, a couple of years later, is like, hey, let me go by and see what's going on with my boy. Snake easy. He goes up. He can't find the snake, and he sees them all just beat up, skinny. He's like, snake, man, what happened to you? snake beaten so badly he forgets who even caused the issue who the, he forgets about it. he's like i don't know i guess uh i don't know just not been feeling right but i've been okay i haven't been hurting anybody and this monk's like well, who did this he's like i think the boys beat me up but i couldn't defend myself because you told me not to bite anybody the monk stops looks at the snake and says you fool i didn't tell you not to hiss end of the story and what it means is you don't have to beat somebody up at work to show, to get your point across, but you, kill, you still can stand up for yourself and say things back in a professional matter, manner. It's not the funnest thing in the world, and it's not generally who you are, but trust me, hooting and hollering and doing all that stuff at work, I promise you, that is not going to get you anywhere. I've seen it, and all it does is get you out the door because you make a lot of enemies. Because uh, no one likes that level of confrontation at work. People like to come to work to work. So just think about that. Be mindful of your work interactions. Be mindful of what you, what you eat and what kind of media consumption that you're uh, taking in. And... I'm not gonna, still not going to tell you 
which answer I would pick between the good credit, bad credit, good sex, bad sex. I think I will leave some things up for you to think about. I might even tell you at a later date. And I think I'm going to ask every guest that comes on that same question just to see, um, get us a running tally of what the people think of that without my interventions uh, in on it. Great talking to you guys. Um, I think we're going to have a couple of guests coming pretty soon. One love. I need to get some music. Peace.